Reset the podcast is brought to you in association with Liars, the non-alcoholic spirits brand. Whether it's low alcohol or no alcohol, Liars helps you enjoy your classic favourite cocktails. Hello everyone, my name is Suki Thompson. Welcome to Reset, the podcast a place for you to get some inspiration and advice to help you live a more fulfilling work life. I do hope that your journey to feel more connected, more inspired, just a bit more energised starts here. Take a moment now with me to reset. Her Highness Sayada Basama Al-Sayad is a princess in Oman and the founder of the Whispers of Serenity, the first ever well-being clinic in the Sultanate of Oman. My guest today in this Reset podcast, she talks about what serenity means to her and her own study around the real issue of mental well-being. Here, she also gives me some fascinating insights into her own royal family and its real sense of purpose. Well, Good afternoon. It's good morning here, but it's good afternoon with you. Hello, Bashma. It's so lovely to see you. Thank you so much for joining me today. Hi, Suki. How are you and how are you doing? Well, I'm doing all right. Thank you very much. Yeah, not too bad. It's an extraordinary time, isn't it? How is it over in Oman? Well, as you said, it is an extraordinary time and we're, we've been going through, besides COVID-19, we've also, also been losing uh, quite important people here in, in the Gulf region. Um, God rest their soul. So we've lost our sultan and now we've lost also prince in Kuwait. So it's been a kind of a hard time, but we're, we're getting by where we're, we're trying our best. And as long as we're in good health, I think that's what matters. Mm. And that must be doubly hard for you because obviously mm. that's part of your family as well mm. as, as such a critical part of your country as well. Mm-hmm. It is, it is. It's quite um, sad times, but both uh, were amazing men and both were people who always talked about moving forward and giving as much as we can, giving to humanity and giving to people. So it's a legacy that we um, will always keep with us and will keep us going. It's interesting you say that word legacy because you know I've had the real privilege of, of being with you um last year I came and spoke at your Whispers of Serenity conference and we've got the the next one next week you have and your family has this sort of great sense of purpose of doing something for humanity Um, and in your case it is around mental health tell me how did how did that come about so mental health is actually a major I studied um and I've always loved it from a very very young age um graduating from that I gave myself a promise that I would also one day open the first clinic in the sultanate because at the time we had mental health but it was only in the hospital 
and it was not talked about that much. And if it was talked about, it was very serious, very dry. So I wanted to bring something different and, and tell people, you know, mental health is in our daily life and it's something that uh, we, we deal with day by day. So it's been an amazing journey and I hope it does continue this way. Uh, there's a lot of challenges, but amazing challenges, but it's something that I believe in very much. And I, I always think that it has to be taught in a, or talked about in a creative way, hence like today. <laughs> uh, and also it needs to be, um, I mean, a lot of times when people talk about it, it's like a very, very sad, uh, depressing kind of topic, but it's not always that way. It can be talked about in, in so many ways, as long as we get the message across. Yeah, yeah, and we'll come on and talk a little bit about that and the kind of messages you've got. So so you're, you're part of the royal family, you're a woman, and then you want to go into mental health. That must have been quite a challenge because I'm not sure that that's, you know, that the, the probably wasn't an open yes. for you to be able yes. to go, oh, yes, let's just do that with yeah. my life. Actually, the women part wasn't a problem at all. Okay. In my family, it isn't at all. Uh, the thing, the problem was that why mental health? Why not an architect or a doctor or a teacher or an IT because in the 90s, it was the IT was the most booming thing. So actually, my father wanted me to study computer science. So it was nothing to do with being a woman. It was about what does the market need now? I come from a family that's quite open-minded. My father's an ambassador, traveled a lot. We've traveled a lot. My mom is from the UK. So And also my cousins, actually, it hasn't been an issue. But the issue was why take this major when it's not very important. Um, we think that you should do computer science. That was that was the topic at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you went from yeah. computer science to mental health. Yes. Um, to what, what, so it, when it wasn't just mental health, so you've done, you did want to open, as you say. Yes, um, yes. This wonderful clinic. Tell me about how did that come about? So, so I did study a bit of computer science, actually. I just started. Yeah. Then when when I actually did well in it, I actually told my father, I don't want to do this anymore. And he said, you know what? Do what you want. So then one day you don't come and say, I didn't give you that chance. So that was good. The moment I started that, I kind of shot off. I was so happy with it. It was so exciting, exhilarating. Everything I learned was so amazing. And then when I came back and I thought... Uh, one day I'm going to do this, but I had to work first. You know, nice. I had to get experience. So when you when you graduate from studying mental health, you don't automatically open or start, you know, seeing people. You need to train. So mm -hmm. I was very lucky to be in the university hospital, and I worked there for 11 years, and I was the only one with my major. There were psychiatrists, social workers, but there was no one who did what I did. So it was a lovely challenge. And everybody said, nobody's going to come to you. Nobody wants to open up and talk about this stuff. But a lot of people came. And I learned it was because of the way maybe I, the techniques I used. I used to talk to them as a sister, as a, as, as very local, you know, I'd use the local language just to get very, very close to them. And then, of course, I would use all the guidelines and all the boundaries and everything to do with mental health. So Oman and Omanis are very family oriented and social. 
you know, in that aspect. And they, they like they like to feel that they're uh, it's like a, you care about them and we're from one family. Th these feelings. So because I I studied in a government government school plus private, I understood what to say, when to say, how to say with anyone from any kind of level in Oman. And that helped me. So if people from interior, I'd know how to talk to them. If they were from the capital, I'd know how to talk to them. And plus, because I lived with my grandmother and she was always into seeing all kinds of people. And that helped me with my, with my profession. Plus my name actually gave them, you know, that kind of trust that most likely she's, she's, she's doing it for, for a very good course. It's not just because she wants to get her salary or get paid. So this also made it a bit good. So I'm very, I'm very humble and lucky to have that kind of support because that made me then think, what's my next step? Now I will open that clinic that I wanted to do. And I got so many cases from interior, from the capital that made me actually think I need to do more. I need to study more. I need to train more. And hence I came back to the UK, trained in King's College, I uh, went to Kent and did psychometric tra uh, training. Afterwards, went to Harvard University and trained again. And all these things were tools because they encouraged me. So your client actually helps you jump barriers. It's not only you helping them. Their motivation and their trust in you makes you believe in yourself even more and makes you have the solid foundation when you first start. No, I love I love listening to you. That you have such a sense of what's good. You you always make me feel better talking to you. But you know, I just remember. You know, it, it reminds me. You went to Harvard. You came to the UK. You you have had extraordinary education. You've really pushed yourself you know, to train in the best places in the world to be able to do this and something that you not only care for and are passionate about, but that you, that you are really brilliant at. Thank you. And I think it's, it's, you know, Suki, um, up till today, I'm still training. I've been working now for 20 years in this field. I just finished recently another course from Harvard. So COVID-19 has its pluses as well as much as it has its minuses. But because of the flying constrictions and everything, now everything is taught online, which was an amazing opportunity for me. So I got to do something called prolonged exposure therapy, which not a lot of people are practiced in, and it's to do with PTSD. Wow. It's really good. It's usually used for veterans, but actually in this region, not a lot of trainees are in it. So that was amazing. And, and just, I was like, imagine if it wasn't for COVID, I would have to fly there, how many hours, stay there. I, I would love to travel, but this was so convenient. So I think with everything, there is a positive in it. I was able to finish that. Um, it was very intense, but it was really nice. The time difference was insane. So I would be, there would be morning, it'd be evening here, and I'd be like studying. I even remember we went all went somewhere just to change of scenery. Everybody was, you know, doing something, and I was stuck to the iPad. <laughs> and I don't know how you feel, but I've noticed iPad is starting to give me a migraine. Yes, I think it's the focus and the reading. Before that, also, I did a lot of little, little courses at University of Philadelphia and, and uh, you know, um, first aid and mental health uh, and the job, John Hopkins. These are all little ones. But yeah. so I think it, it depends on you. If you have that passion, you're going to go on. I always tell the students I teach and the clients or any interview, 
you do not finish with mental health. There is no end. It's the mind and the mind evolves and changes day by day. But if you're just going to take it as, oh, it's just a course to add to my CV, you're not going to enjoy it. And it's not the way to go. You have to have the need. So I was so lucky because now we're going through PTSD and we're going to be. And this mm. course was something I really needed. I needed for me. I needed for my clients. And it was just an amazing timing for it. Yeah. And you know what? You're so right. I've done two psychology courses, um, yes. one around the impact on mental health of COVID-19, which has been fascinating. And another one for me, because um, obviously I'm not a trained psychologist, but in, yeah. in that kind of, and it's been fascinating. And That's I've had so the time. Good. You're so right. That's so good, Siki. Okay. So then let's, you've now trained, you've been around the world, you've got experience, but setting up uh, the Whispers of Serenity, tell me how that came about. So in my travels, what I would do is I would also visit clinics. I would visit clinics. I would check them out and see what do they do? What can I do that would be different? Or what can I do that suits me? So I would, in the Arab world, I would check it out. I would check when I go abroad to also to Europe, to the US. So when I came back, it was all about now, how do I, how do I apply it? I did not want a clinic to look cold. I did not want a clinic to just have, you know, the waiting room and then the reception and those awkward uh, chairs that are so uncomfortable and cold kind of, you know, environment. And I thought, no, I want it to, to feel like it's a, it's a home. It's a place where you go even before you see the therapists or the psychologists, you're already relaxed. So from the name Whispers of Serenity, um, initially it was supposed to be just serenity, but then we had to call it whispers of serenity because somebody had taken that name, uh, but we call it serenity anyway, ah. uh, from the name, uh, the location, the clinic, uh, is in a, a place in Oman that's next to the sea. Uh, the colors inside are all turquoise white. The idea was even when I say I am going to serenity, it's different than I'm going to the open mind or the healthy mind or the space mind you know like it's just something that just made you feel comfortable and a, a lot of people I also tell them this might sound weird but it's also about breathing so when you say serenity it's even your breathing is more relaxed so for, to that extent so we have the name the environment the colors we only put certain music in the background mm. which is bossa nova which a lot of people say why bossa nova like why not classical like I just want people to feel they're on a holiday, you know, kind of feel. Yes. We have an essence, the same essence that we put every day. And this is interesting. I went somewhere once and I and I saw this and I was like, that's a good idea. Because then you can, when I smelt that smell anywhere else, I'm like, oh my God, this reminds me of a certain place. So I wanted people to remember serenity, not as a place of hardship and pain and, and all of that, that a lot of people do come with. I wanted them to feel it's a place also to release your stresses and your, your feeling. And it's a good place. It's a good place for you. Mm. So it's a very relaxed zone. And I think you, you, you've seen oh, it. You've come lovely. to our place. Lovely. And we've added recently Serene. So Serene is the sister of Serenity. And Serenity is the mental health and Serene is well-being. So it's like new age therapy with old age therapy, as they would say. I don't know if it's yes. called OC, but the traditional therapy, but combined together. Because we noticed there's a lot of people now, and I'm sure you've all noticed this, that all talk about mental health and, and, and stuff like that. They go really deep into it and they don't really have 
the foundation. And it's very dangerous sometimes if it's, if it's something serious. So we thought, why mm-hmm. don't we then combine both worlds, you know, yes. uh, and, and then it'll be under one roof. So if anything goes wrong or anything, we're there and we, we're, yes. you know, we're available. So recently, we also have been updating ourselves. We've done a podcast. You know, we have a podcast. Uh, We have um, been doing, we found out we can do filters on Instagram to make the young youth happy, you know, with all the selfies. So we've got, for our event, we have Be Kind in English and in Arabic. You can, you know, do it, put it on. We do a lot of things for youth. We have a youth talk every Saturday. They talk about a topic that they want to talk about. So it's, it's, it's a fun thing uh, in a way to organize something if you have the passion for it otherwise it becomes very dry and quite boring yeah and you know I, I love the fact you say you have a passion for it because you do have a passion for it and everyone mm-hmm. who I've met to do with the clinic is has a passion um, and you're right you you you've been fantastic on your Instagram on your your, your new podcast I think it's obviously that training that you had in computer science right at the beginning has meant that you still kind of get it because you're really good at this stuff you know know, at the time it was only windows it was like ding 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 and it's forever it's like I can't believe how annoying I remember there was a time I was in Germany and and it would be like, well, come in. And it took forever. Remember all those sounds? And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, my God, and what such a stress time. <laughs> and now when we talk, just a little bit, we're like, oh, it's not clear. And it's just a little tiny bit that's not clear. Humans are always looking for more, always yeah, looking for the absolutely. best, for the better. Absolutely. But you were an amazing speaker as well. You helped me a lot in the beginning of covid you oh, and lovely it? Daz, we had that oh, live session. We that did. We had that live session with all those people listening. I mean, you have an amazing following, don't you? You you look yes. after a lot of people, but you have an amazing following, I guess, throughout the world, but particularly, yeah, particularly yeah. don't you? Yes, yes. Um, there must have been some times when it was very hard. You know, you must have had moments where you either went, Do you know what, I'm not sure this is worth it, or where you went actually, I'm going this way, but I'm going to have to try and go a different way to get to where I want to. Yes, so I've never felt it's not worth it, but I have felt, why isn't it just easy? It's an important topic. (laughs) I mean, mental health, why are we even negotiating that you guys should be sponsors for this event or that it should be I send it to you. You say yes. <laughs> you know that's my. Yes. That's how I started. Yes. And I was in shock, and I felt I must be naive or something because this is not what I imagined. You know. Then, with time, I found out that I was the problem because I love this so much. I'm so passionate about it. It used to make me angry when people are not. It's weird, but that's what used to happen. Mm-hmm. So if I would do an event and I would say. Um, to the certain company would you guys want to be sponsors because you need to be anyway because you have that quarter that you need to give to society and they'll be like oh but you know what you're not an association you're just a campaign so yeah maybe not we're with so and so we're with so and so and and then I noticed that this is how it works it's it's we can't judge people just because we think it's right so for them it's what would I what am I getting out of this even if it's for a social, you know, something, yeah. but what am I getting out of it? And that's what I didn't click in my head because I thought, why would you want something 
out of it. You're, you're giving something really good to humans. You know, why does it have to be you get something out of it? But then my brain started to shift slowly. And I said, let me do the same and see how they're going to, you know, how's it going to work? So I used to tell them, okay, so what we're going to do is you can come to our event and basically people who attend will pay for it. And that money, the money goes for their workshops and it goes to an association of children who are handicapped and to make an app for child abuse, for example. So what yes. came in went back to society and then it worked. It actually worked mm-hmm. slowly and calmly and me also being way more calmer, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> and, and now when it happens, like even now, you know, Suki, a lot of people on social media, which we see, this might sound very naive for me, but I have learned through doing events, I'm sure you have too, they're not as you see on social media. So let's say they talk about being kind on social media. Oh, you should be kind and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the humanity and, and you know, your immunity system, all of that. So you say, wow, this person is amazing. They should be in our campaign because they're going to motivate people. They have so many followers, blah, blah, blah. And this is how the world works now with all these followers. Yeah. So you contact them and then they tell you, yes. We want to be pay us this amount of money. Now, this amount of money is not a normal amount of money, which honestly doesn't need any amount of money because it's not for a business. Like yes. usually if I'm asked, I never ask for it. It's not because somebody say, oh, it's because you don't need it. Oh, it's because <laughs> there is no one who doesn't need it. It could be I need it for my organization maybe, or I need it for something. But this made me learn that, you know, not everything you see on social media or on media is real at all. Even the people that I actually cherished and thought them as teachers, when it came, push came to shove. And you know what was the worst? That it was in the time of COVID. And that's what made it really not nice. But then again, my personality of Besma, you need to understand. This is how it is. It's a challenge. So I do, and I say this a lot, I'm the challenge. It's nothing else. It's me. I need to know how to go around it, how to put aside what I, not what I believe, but what I think should, should, the word should is very strong, should Mm -hmm. be done and think more, how can it be done? It's it's very different. It's a very different take. You know, that's such a great insight because, you know, I think for me, my frustration um, and particularly in COVID, we've done lots of work with lots of lovely companies and most of it, for no money at all and I genuinely felt that people needed help and it makes me slightly frustrated that people that businesses will pay you know vast amounts to sort out their finance system or their IT system but they won't pay to help their people perform yes. better through looking after their well-being they'll help them when it's extreme and when it's really gone wrong but they yes. will help them be the very best that they can be and to look after themselves that's very true. And, and I'm not saying that, don't get me wrong, not getting paid at all is not also, it's another, another issue. <laughs> we are now in the time of COVID. Most likely, a lot of things are going to be done via Zoom or via whichever platform. It mm-hmm. seems also that people now think that proper workshops, I'm not talking about initiatives. Initiatives is part of you and you give, that's the normal, that's your choice. Okay. Mm-hmm. But also you are a teacher, you are a a motivational speaker, you are a therapist. 
that is not free. That is your work. That is your stress. That is your, your eye vision, your brain, you know? So people seem to think now because it's on this platform, it should be free. No, like you are going through a crisis. Everyone is going through a crisis. You're not the only person. This for the first time, it's happening to everyone. You can't say, oh, it's happening to us and not to them. So it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting dilemma, but I've got to the part, and I, I don't know if you feel the same, but I'm happy with me. I'm doing what I can, as much as I can, that part. But also, um, because I did study for hours, I did work for hours, I did think it wasn't, you know, it didn't come just easy. It's, it's your time. It's your age. You know, all of this. So I do deserve also to, 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 to be paid for what I do, if it's to do with work. Yes, yes, yes. yes. No, I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, I just want to take you back just again to talk a little yes. bit about the sort of treatment, because when I, Jazz and I, my daughter, came around um, Serenity, we, we saw that you have lovely spaces for young people, you know, like a wigwam and bean bags and ways of chatting your mother was there she was doing pottery and art yes. so you have a there at the top where you use kind of art and pottery to to help people just give me an example of not not, a, not not an actual person but you know what kind of experience do they have what kind of treatment do they have to help them because to me you know before I came my image of Oman but you know UAE in general is that people wouldn't really be open to talk they wouldn't be open to wanting to do different types of therapies and it was such an eye-opening experience for me yeah you know I get the same question when I go to other countries in the Gulf right how would they accept to do it is it okay I'm like you know what we can go on and on saying they might not accept it you know they might not think it's right or they might not like it but if we try, if we don't try, we'll never know. It's, it's so simple. And that's how, what I did. I'm like, you know, guys, let's try it. It might work, it might not, but let's try it. Everything worked, you know, because everything now is different. The new generation is different. Even the old generation wants the difference. So art therapy, music therapy, poetry nights, uh, not alone stories, tent night stories. Uh, what did we do as well? Of course, the yoga, the meditation, that's the norm now. But these other mm. things that people would think, what, the Arab world, Arabs, it's going and sitting and talking. It, it, it's, it's therapy, but it's just not in your face therapy. It's, it's, it's fun, it's different. And then they go back to that point of creativity. Every day now, I hear people coming up with new ideas now in creative mental health, which makes me feel so good. So when I went, I remember going to Qatar and they wanted to adopt um, Not Alone. Mm. And uh, we don't mind. We tell people you can all adopt it as long as we just give you the guidelines because we have specific ways of doing it. And they're like, how, how do people attend? Because they thought we actually showed pictures. So it's not us just talking. Look at these pictures, videos. And I told them because you need to try to know. You can't just judge. You have to yes. try and then see. And if it fails once, try one more time and then see how it goes. But you will get people. It might start with a small group, but then it grows. Group therapy is not something very welcomed, but yes. it is happening. And when we look at Jordan and Egypt, they've been doing this for a long time, group therapy and, all, and, and people go. So it depends on 
do they feel safe? Do they feel they can trust the place? Yes. And, and then they start with not wanting to talk, but then they just, they feel comfortable and it goes. And, and the environment really helps, Suki. I think the way the yes. layout is, it really helps as well. It's inviting. I think oh, that's, that yes. was the most important thing. It, it is lovely, and, and you, know, you said about it, but the, the smell, the visuals, the words of inspiration, the welcome that you get, you've got a beautiful combination of everything that works, you Thank know, you. In, a, in a brilliant way. Um, and then I think just finally, you are always busy. You know, every time, you're an extraordinary, Jazz and I were talking about this this morning, you're always doing things. You know, when we came to stay, you were so kind, you a welcome to us into your home you put on an amazing evening of celebration you took us around you know and you 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 do both your work and your you know within the the, the family royal family mm-hmm. visits um what do you do to look after your own well-being mm-hmm. so it's very interesting i'll just say something really fast and i'll continue so with what's been going on with covid and then we had um, what happened in Beirut and then we had now it's happening in Kuwait and Sudan before that why am I saying this when things happen to me as best I go into this little not a hole like I go I go I go in myself for a few minutes and I, I don't like being in that part so I just think okay I'm in myself now I need to do something to get out of it so in terms of doing that I need to think of an idea so when it came to COVID I was like this is a shock. The first week was what the, what? I, I couldn't, I couldn't. I didn't care anyone say, oh, but you're a therapist. You're, I'm like, I'm a mom, I'm a wife, I'm a sister. I'm freaking out. I'm, I'm, I admit it, I'm freaking out. This is not normal. It feels like a movie. It still feels like a movie. I mean, I, I went yesterday somewhere and before we came out of the car, we, we started to put on the mask. I, I told my husband, it feels like we're going to do a robbery. You know, because you're like getting ready, putting the mask on, know, you know. I know. But it's just really odd. And we used to see this before in other countries, people wearing masks. And we say, what's wrong with them? We are those people now. But yeah. doing a hotline, we, we created a hotline in Not Alone. And the whole week, the whole team each day is, um, you know, has a slot and they answer calls or they answer messages. So we didn't do calls, messages so we give everybody a, ch- a chance. We get calls from Oman, from Dubai, Kuwait, Qatar, uh, Saudi, um, Egypt, Jordan, Turkey, UK, wow. Germany, uh, you know, Syria, all around the world, France. Because in those seven days, we have people who talk uh, Persian, um, Arabic, English, Italian, um, Hindu, Philippine, Tagalog, it's all. And this is my team. And that's what makes my team exciting. We're from everywhere. So mm-hmm. that made me feel better. The second week I felt, oh, I can breathe. And then again, something happened with Beirut. And, and, and it w- I went into the shell because I remember being there. I was on that, in, on that place where everything is gone. I, I, my head mm-hmm. couldn't get wrapped around. So that's all gone. Like that's vanished. And it just kept on going on and on in my head. Then I was like, what can we do? And again, I was like, oh, Let's do the hotlines. Let's give them free PTSD sessions from the clinic. They can call us at any time and we will give them these sessions. Now everything is virtual. So we started to do that. We started helping them out that way. So I came out of this this show. So when people usually ask me, how do you 
you know, release because this is like your brain is, I don't know how to explain. It's like, this is a release because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel I'm doing yeah. as much as I can. But when it comes to the other, my other side of Besma, Besma loves, I love music. I love dancing. I love culture. I love uh, movies. I love interior design a lot, a lot, a lot. Yes. I love themes. <laughs> Anyone who does a party, I'm like, I'll tell you what theme. I'll, let's do the theme. I love living in a, and that's what I'm missing right now. I'm thinking of doing a Zoom party now or something. I don't know. Yes, <laughs> it's we just want that, Basma. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> music yeah. is amazing. It's very therapeutic for me. If somebody asks me, it, it just takes me out of the zone. So I could go in my car and just listen to music and be out of it. I could see my little daughter, Jenna, do something very funny, and that would make me come out of it. The kids. So there's so much ways that you can come out of something. So when people say, oh, but I don't know what to do. It's not that you don't know what to do. You didn't spend time to think, what can you do? That's, it's very different. Yeah. If you just say, I don't know what to do and life is, it's, yes, I understand it's difficult, but you need to have that go. You need to have a, a tomorrow kind of, and you need to live today because with what's going on now, a lot of people are like, but what, what, where are we going? I told them, I don't know where we're going. Obviously, there's nothing even in the horizon. You know, when you swim and you see a log, I can't even see this log right now, but I'm just going to live day by day. And every day I'm going to do something to make the day go by. And literally, I don't know if you've noticed, but days are going by really fast. Yes. We're going into our seventh month now of COVID-19. And that's not, that's abnormal. We kept on thinking, okay, we'll finish it. I mean, I remember the hearing before, them saying, oh, in December, maybe. And I'm like, what? That's so far. We're finishing 2020. Exactly. And we're almost there. And it's still happening. And we're in, you know, COVID-2 lockdown again. Again. Exactly. And I've seen you a year ago from today. I know. I know. Exactly. (laughs) We did. From today. Time has just gone. Time. So things like this, like what you're doing, makes me feel good because it's something exciting. Um, Organizing my next event is exciting. It keeps my brain moving and it's creativity. Um, Working with my clients, it's something that makes the day also move and you're doing something productive. I do miss, however, obviously, as we all do around the world, gatherings and all of that but I do know it's for the best and that's what makes me feel better I guess yes we know it's for the best I wish I wish I was getting on that plane and coming over to see you again but I'm yeah I wish I know so many more things to do I know I know (laughs) next time (laughs) next time next year by next year I do hope hope. (laughs) um look uh, the thing I love about you and it's been so clear in our conversation today is that you have made mental health accessible. You've made it, you know, not the stigma that it has to be. You've integrated well-being with mental health, which is so incredibly important. And you've made it accessible for the young, for the old, um, for, a, for a kind of nation that we never expected would be able to open up. Um, and I love the fact that your Not Alone campaign means that it's there for everyone and nobody should feel alone. So, um, Your Highness, Sayed Bashma Al Sayed, thank you so much for talking to me today. And I look forward to helping you next week, but I look forward even more to seeing you again very soon. Thank you for your positivity. And I know how much you're going through yourself, but look at you. You're very resilient and that's lovely. And it makes me feel good actually 
thank you for being you and being in my life. Thank you so much, Sikhi. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed Reset the Podcast, I'd love it if you would forward it to your work colleagues, friends and family. Reset the Podcast is a Let's Reset and Advertising Week global production. Executive producer is Richard Larson, with me, Suki Thompson. Thanks to our sponsor, Liars Non-Alcoholic Spirits and voiceover artist, Talitha Penny. Music provided by Audio Network. <laughs>